They're already headed back there. Looks like Brother Cummins taking care of that. Sister Cummins as well. Praise the Lord for Sister Julie and Brother Kevin. Such a blessing. They're, they're just always busy about the Father's business. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord and Pastor a hand clap as he comes. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord tonight? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Did you know that you can have whatever you want in the Lord tonight? Amen. And there's no reason for you not to have it. Praise God. When, uh, when Adam was questioned about why he wasn't in the presence of the Lord, he said, Eve. It was Eve's fault. Amen. And he asked Eve, he said, why aren't you where you need to be? And she said, it was the devil's fault. I, I want to say this today. It's nobody's fault but your own. If you don't get whatever you want out of this service. You, you can't blame a single individual. The presence of the Lord is manifest in this place. The Holy Ghost is moving. The glory of God is being revealed. The word of God is being preached. Amen. You can have anything you want in the Lord. Amen. And it's entirely up to you to get it. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I've come to receive something from the Lord. Not only to receive something, but I've come to, I've come to give him something. I've come to praise him. I've come to exalt him today. Praise God. Oh my, we give honor today to all that have come into the house of the Lord. So good to have everybody at Praise Temple Apostolic Church tonight. Praise the Lord. We give honor to everyone. Amen. We're excited tonight. I made some phone calls today connected with a pastor I just happened to know. Made a request. He allowed me to call. Amen. Just one of the greatest ministers in the world. and. And I want to say today to all the Freest family, we love you guys so very, very much. Amen. These, amen. We, we just praise the Lord. They're located in Hopkinsville, but they originated from 725 West Nola Avenue. Praise God. Amen. I want Brother Freest, if he, if he, I want him to come and sing and dance and worship and preach and Whatever the has, whatever the Lord has for us in this place. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap as He comes? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. And it feel good to be here in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. So good to see so many familiar faces, family, friends. A uh, place I called home for ten years. And I'm no stranger. My family's no stranger here. And you're no stranger to me. Even though I may have to ask about some names. I mean, because this place just keeps growing. And uh, just so thankful to be here in the house of the Lord. So thankful for the invitation. Uh, amen. To come in and uh, be in service and worship with Praise Temple Apostolic Church. Come on now. Come on now. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know, I know we've got guests here. Amen. The best church in Madisonville. Amen. Sorry about that, Brother Gunther. Amen. Praise the Lord. But amen. So thankful. Amen. We're a blessed people, church. Amen. We're a blessed people tonight. And uh, I want to go to the, uh, 
I want to start off in the book of Deuteronomy. Amen. Once again, we're so honored, my family and I, amen, to be here tonight. Thankful for the praise team, the worship team. I, I tried to tell as many people as I could when I got here. I said, just, just do what you guys do. You know, just do what you do. And to pretend like I'm not even here. I, hey, I watch all the services. Come on, I know what goes on. I know what happens here. Amen. People worship. An hour and a half goes by, and they're, they're praying for people, and they're still worshiping. And uh, I was looking for that tonight, but amen. Maybe Sunday morning. It will, oh, hey, we're still early. Uh, people are already looking at their watches. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Once again, I give honor, amen, to this church, to the leadership, to the ministry of this church, brother and sister, Sisk. Amen. The bishop of this great church, this body of believers. Amen. To your pastor and pastor's wife, great friends of ours. He did call me this afternoon, and um, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll repent for this. I'll ask the Lord to forgive me, but he called me, and I answered the phone, and I said, Is it good, Philip? <laughs> anyway, he's a... Uh, Amen. What a, what a spiritual impact he's made in my life and continues to be in our family's life. And so thankful for him and his family and this great church. Amen. My prayers do go out. Amen. Uh, for all those that aren't here tonight, my prayers and my heart goes out to the Benoit family. Amen. I know some of them uh, aren't here tonight. And uh, anyway, my prayers do go out to them. Just a great and wonderful family. Amen. Brother Timmy and Sister Lori Benoit and Amen. I just pray that the Lord just wrap his arms around them and continue to comfort them. Amen. In their time of grief. So good to see Brother Kevin Cook. Amen. The preacher back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Did I say Deuteronomy? I did, didn't I? All right. Praise God. Uh, I told my pastor tonight, my son-in-law, Pastor Barnett, of course, I gave him a call right after I got a call from Pastor Cook, he instructed me to. said, you better give your pastor a call. I said, I'll do that. And uh, I said, is it just that easy to get rid of me on a Wednesday? I mean, just, just send them on. You know? But, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, said, Take them. Anyway, uh, so thankful for what this church means. And uh, their continual uh, help, amen, for the work there in Hopkinsville. You don't know unless you're there. What this church means and your help and your prayers and your money and your resources and the people that have come to help support that work. You don't know what it means to us uh, there in Hopkinsville. It means the world to us. So I thank you. Amen. I, I applaud Praise Temple Apostolic Church for all that they're doing. Amen. For the kingdom. For the kingdom. Amen. Deuteronomy 31. I'm going to go to verses 1 through 6. Then I'm going to go to Deuteronomy 32 and just read. And verses 44 through 47. But Deuteronomy 31, verses 1 through 6. Once again, amen, so honored to be here in the house of the Lord. So honored to have my wife, amen, and my son Isaac and my daughter-in-law, Kenya. And I, I'm so proud to say that I believe all my grandkids are at church tonight. You don't know what that means to me. Amen. To have all my grandkids in a house of worship, learning about the Lord and worshiping God. It means everything to me. Amen. Deuteronomy 31, verses 1 through 6. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old this day. I can, go no more, I can no more go out and come 
and come in. Also, the Lord has said unto me, thou shalt not go over this Jordan. Verse 3, the Lord thy God, he will go over before thee. And he will destroy the nations from before thee. And thou shalt possess them and Joshua. He shall go over before thee as the Lord hath said. And the Lord shall do unto them as he did to Sion and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. And verse 6, be strong and of a good courage. Isn't it something how he said that he would go before them and he would destroy all the nations before them. Amen. And all the kings that had come against them. But he still stopped long enough to tell his people, be strong. I'll go before you and I'll conquer them. But be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is. That, do, that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee. Nor forsake thee. In Deuteronomy 32. Verses 44 through 47. Deuteronomy 32. And Moses came. And spake all the words of this song. In the ears of the people. He and Hosea the son of Nun. Or Joshua. And Moses made an end of speaking all these words to all Israel. And he said unto them, set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. Everybody say it's your life. Everybody say it's my life. Hallelujah. For it is not a vain thing for you because it is your life. And through this thing, you shall prolong your days in the land, whether you go over Jordan to possess it. Amen. If I could tonight, I want to minister this message. Growing pains. Growing pains. Amen. Pastor Cook, would you ask, amen, the blessings over this service? Amen. And the church said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I go, uh, you know, it's it, when you minister to the word of the Lord and whether in your prayers or your devotion time or however God speaks to you, um, you know, you want to follow the leading of the Lord. And uh, there have been many times when I... I know I've heard from the Lord. I've been impressed by the Lord, and I write those things down. And uh, whether it's a thought or scripture, and then sometimes I'll go back to it if I feel like God is building it, and then I start to frame it. And uh, I'm talking about maybe it's not much a message to preach as it is a message. You know, you don't have to have a mic in your hand to preach the message. Come on, you don't even have to have a pulpit to preach a message. And I want to tell you something else, young people. You don't even have to have this platform to preach a message. But God puts something on your heart. And God gives you a word to say to somebody, that's your platform. Yeah. 
Come on, I don't know who I'm going to preach to tonight, but I, I feel I know the direction God wants to send this. Use the platform God has given you to preach a message. Amen. Whether you put verse upon verse, scripture upon scripture, word upon word, if God gives you one word, use that platform, young people. Use that platform, young man. Use that platform, young lady. Amen. And preach the word. Amen. Be a witness to somebody. Of all the stories, amen, and I don't have the facts to back me up or the data, but there are so many stories, and I say stories, they're not make-believe stories, but experiences in the Bible that we can all go to. You know, David, the giant slayer, and we can go back to the story of creation, amen, and and the story of the flood, and uh, so many great and wonderful Amen. Scriptures in the Bible we can go to, but I can't find any other story, Brother Nathan, that is probably more repeated than the Exodus. Uh, you can go to Nehemiah, and he's talking about the Exodus. Amen. You can and go to Numbers and Deuteronomy, and of course they're recounting the Exodus. And you can go, amen, to the New Testament, and they're talking about the Exodus. In the book of Acts, they're talking about the Exodus. There's no other story that I can think of. Now, somebody please correct me after this service of, of of one incident that has been repeated over and over again more than the children of Israel coming out of bondage. Hallelujah. You know, they were, they were slaves for 430 years. And I'm going way back now. I know here uh, the children of Israel are getting ready to go over into the promised land. And I read some scriptures from there. But everything Moses was telling them and everything that every direction and every instruction he was giving them to move forward was for them to remember where they came from. Don't forget where you came. It was God that brought you up out of Egypt. It was God who parted the Red Sea. It was God that fed you, amen, manna in the wilderness. It was God that sustained you. And this same God will take you over. Come on, church. This same God will take you over. You've seen his miracles. You've seen his power. And this same God will take you over. But for some reason, he still has to tell them because we're human. Be strong. Be strong and of good courage. I'll go before you. I'm going to defeat them for you. I'm going to take down every nation. I'm going to take down every enemy. I'm going to take down everything that opposes my people. But be strong. Because church, even in the midst of the presence of God, come on, even in the midst of the glory of God, even in the midst of the power of God, we sometimes will fail. We sometimes will doubt. We sometimes will fear. But he says be strong and of good courage. Growing pains. Growing pains. God's love for Israel is presented as his motivation for giving the law. Of course, by now, they have the law. Moses was the law giver. Amen. They had already went up to Mount Sinai. He had made a covenant with his people, and his people made a covenant with him. But God's love for Israel is presented as his motivation for giving the law. And Israel's love for God is presented as the proper motivation for keeping the law. Talking about growing pains. Amen. People have looked to this world for answers, and they found them. That's why they're still out there. Amen. We know maybe that they're just walking in darkness and stumbling along in life. Amen. But they have found something that has kept them out there and out of the house of God. They found whatever answers they were looking for. Even as wrong as they are, they're still content with what they found. 
People have looked to this world for answers and have found them. Why try so hard to live up to God's expectations when you can just be like everybody else? Why try? Amen. They've gotten it to the point, amen, because growing pains are what they are. Growing pains. Amen. They think they have to live up to somebody's expectations other than God's. Amen. They think they have to live up to others' expectations other than God's. But if they would just learn to trust God, amen, be strong and have good courage and not fear. And no growing pains happen. Growing pains come. Amen. If you could just worship through the pains. Come on. If you could just seek God through the growing pains. Amen. He'll let you know he's there. We can look to the world and find no guilt or shame. The burden of living for the Lord is lifted and replaced with a false sense of hope and freedom. There's a world living out there that has no guilt and no shame. No shame, amen, that they're not seeking God. No shame whatsoever that they don't love God. Amen, no shame whatsoever they don't even know, amen, the commandments of God. No guilt. They've got a false sense of hope and freedom. I will, I will say this about the children of Israel, the 430 years that they had spent there in bondage. And that was one generation after another generation after another generation. That Egypt was Israel's example for success. That's all they knew. That's all they knew. If they were to look at what success is or what, or what good is or what it, Egypt was all they knew. But God was trying to establish something more. God was trying to establish something different. God was trying to get them not just out of Egypt, but Egypt out of them. We've heard that one. Haven't we heard that one? It wasn't just about a destination or a location. Amen. But it was about coming into the presence of God. Learning who he is. God's people did not recognize the giving of the law as his love toward them. He didn't give them the law to punish them. That's what Egypt did. He gave them his law and his commandments and his statutes because he loved them. And they did not see it. They did not recognize it. Somebody say growing pains. Oh. Hallelujah. I'll say this. It's not as much as, as trying something new as it is about allowing God to do something new in us. Amen. We can, we can get really busy, church. And... and I, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if it's something's going to get done, somebody's got to do it. Amen. And sometimes you have to allocate work. You know, you put people over this or that. This needs to be done and that needs to be done. And, and uh, sometimes it's new. It's challenging. And we fall and we get back up and try it again. But it's not about doing something new. As much as it is about God doing something new in us. Come on, church. I would rather. I would rather take one step. Amen. With God doing something new in my life. Amen. To, than to run a hundred miles an hour doing nothing. Come on, church. God is trying to lead you into a closer relationship with him. We can hear the call of God and go to do a work and believe change will happen just because of our obedience. You know, we just think, hey, I, I heard God and, and I'll go and just because, just because I heard God and I'll go, things are just supposed to just change and happen. Revival is supposed to break out. That's not how it works. That's, listen, hear from God. Yes. Obey God. 
Yes, but just don't think it's all in you. I can't think it's all about me. I didn't think for one second, amen, that when we started that work in Hopkinsville, it was all about me. It wasn't about me. Come on, it was about a God that had a burden, amen, for a lost soul. It was about a God that had a burden, amen, for the harvest there in Hopkinsville. This, this work here was all about a God who had a burden for Madisonville. Amen. We will get just what we expected. Or we can allow God to change us in the process. Amen. And get more than we could have ever expected, hoped, or dreamed of. Somebody say growing pains. It's a process. It's about maturing. It's about growing. Amen. It's about getting mad and getting over it. Come on now, church. Amen. It's about getting your feelings hurt. Amen. And pressing on. Come on. It's about not loving less. It's about loving more. Come on, church. It's about loving more. It's about moving towards the love of God. Amen. Uh, and I want to say this before I'm going to kind of transition a little bit. But we need to learn to celebrate the victories. We need to do that. Celebrate every victory in your life. Amen. Celebrate every step you've made towards God. Come on. Celebrate the fact. The truth that you're here in service on a Wednesday night, amen, at Praise Temple. Celebrate that victory tonight. Celebrate that God loves you. Celebrate that he went to the cross and died for you. Hallelujah. Celebrate the victories. Some of us haven't even learned how to celebrate. Hallelujah. That was some of, that was some of Israel's problem coming out of Egypt. They couldn't recognize victories. Celebrate the victories. But learn from the losses. And that's where the growing pains comes in. Learn from the losses. If there's any um, pattern or trend that I sometimes see out in the world, I'll say my world, is they all love to celebrate the victories, but they don't want to learn from the losses. Because to learn from the losses is to remember well, I, I fell short. I failed. I don't want to remember that. I don't want to, want to remember the mistakes. I just want to remember I did something good, and I need to be rewarded for that. And there's a time and a place for everything. But don't ever forget, amen, when you stumbled and failed. Come on. Don't ever forget, amen, when somebody let you down. Come on. Don't ever forget, amen, when somebody broke your heart. But you know what? You got back up again. Amen. You learned to get back up again. That's what growing pains is all about. You learn to get back up again. Seek God. Amen. In his direction for your life. God's always there. He said, I'll go before you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He just said, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear. Amen. I'm watching the clock. Maturity. Everybody say maturity. maturity. Huh. Wow, I've had to learn this. I'm still learning it. I'm still learning it. Church, I want to say this. 25 years I've been in the ministry. I'm not saying 25 years I spent behind a pulpit preaching. That's 25 years of serving. Whatever capacity you can think of, I've served. And I'm still maturing. I'm still learning. 
I'm still celebrating the victories. And I'm still celebrating. And I'm still remembering some losses. But in all that, God is good. In all that, God is good. Hallelujah. Maturity. It's not always the lack of structure or organizational skills that can, detail, that can derail a good plan. You know, Israel had Moses. Moses, who was on the backside of the desert for 40 years, heard from God, seen the, the bush on fire but not consumed, heard God, led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea. Amen. And God would give them the law. And it wasn't their lack of maturity of growing up through the growing pains of God calling them out of Egypt. And it wasn't as much as where he was bringing them out of as much as where he was taking them to. It wasn't a lack of structure or organizational skills that derailed them. Listen to me, church. Sometimes it comes down to not being ready. And that's where the process comes in. That's where the learning comes in. That's where it comes in to sit and hear the word of the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Sometimes it comes down to not being ready. Not all on the same page. Not pulling together. Just not being mature enough. Being mature does not mean that we will never fall short of our goals. Or even fall at some, at some things we feel led to try or do. Or fail at some things we feel led to try or do. Being mature means that whatever state I might find myself in. That I can be content and still pursue after God. And continue to press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's maturity church. That's maturity. Hallelujah. That's when you know you're working towards something. That's when you know you're moving towards something. Hallelujah. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or made it or achieved. Is that okay? But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the mark or the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Remember the losses, celebrate the victories, but move on. Move on. I can't stay in every victory that I've ever had. Amen. I loved them and appreciate everyone because I'm telling you, it seems like as time goes on and on, Brother Kevin, there may be, they may not be as close as they once were. I'm telling you, there's nothing like when you become born again, when you become converted. Amen. When you come to know Jesus Christ, it seems like every day is a victory. Every day is worth celebrating. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is new in your life. This apostolic message is new in your life. It's changing you. It's molding you. It's motivating you every day of your life. And then something happens. Amen. Two years or three years or however it is. It seems like everything just kind of comes to a halt. And you think, what happened, God? You're growing. You're growing. You're maturing. Come on, I, I would, listen, you can, you can celebrate God every day. I'm not saying you can't, but amen. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a victorious day every day that we get up. But love God. 
Press toward the mark. Forget those things that you're behind. Press toward the, toward the mark that God has given you. Hallelujah. Mature. A sign of maturity is being responsible enough. And there, there's all kinds. There's physical maturity. You know, emotional. You know, psychological. Mental maturity. You know, physical maturity. When you say, you know, that person's grown. You know, you look at him and say, wow. That, hey, that's, that's a grown man. That's a grown woman. That's a grown person. You know, physical maturity. Along with emotional and, and mental maturity. But a sign of maturity is being responsible enough to make sacrifices for the good of others. Huh. You mean not for me? You mean it doesn't have to be good for me? It will be. You're never going to do anything for God that is not good for you. But maybe that instant gratification isn't quite for you yet. It's for somebody else. It's for their peace of mind. It's for their comfort. It's for their healing. It's for their maturing. It's being responsible enough to make sacrifices for the good of others. Or for the future without any resentment. Anybody? Anybody? I won't say anybody. But prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting, your, your, your alone time with God, your devotion time. And it just seems like sometimes it, it you know, you're looking for a payoff. Come on now, you know, it's like, all right, God, I've been in your word. I got up and I, and I prayed and I sought you out and I, I studied your word last night. And uh, why, why does it seem like I'm just losing all the time? You're not losing. You're growing. You're growing. Somebody say growing pains. They don't call them growing pains for nothing. Responsible enough to make sacrifices for the good of others or for the future without resentment. Responsible people understand that sometimes gratification needs to be delayed now in order to attain a future outcome. A future outcome. And I'm telling you, somebody's going to get this. If I've, ever, if I've ever lived these words, I've lived them. Amen. I want you to know that the 10 years that my family and I spent here was nothing but a blessing. The time that you've spent here, whether it's been a year, six months, 10 years, nothing but a blessing. Nothing but growing in God. Nothing but learning to hear the voice of God. Nothing, to, nothing uh, short of, amen, just following after my pastor. Learning, amen, how to, how to follow the, the leading of the Spirit of God. Knowing how to move in the Spirit. I just didn't, I just didn't walk through these doors and, and was able to do that. It was the 10 years I spent here. And being, and being taught the tutelage. I'm telling you, of everyone, and I'm not just meaning my, my pastor at the time, Pastor Cook, and Brother Kevin Cook, and Brother Chris Cook, and all those that personally invested in me. But this church taught me how. Taught me how. There's a lot of growing pains. But I learned nonetheless. Um, I want to I give you a few signs. Amen. 
And you may, you may know some of these. You may know all of them. There's many of them. Signs you are more mature than others around you. Anybody, anybody want to stand up and maybe say one? <laughs> maybe that's maturity. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what, you have taught them well. You have taught them well. <laughs> wow. Signs you are more mature than others around you. They take time more seriously. You believe that one? Mature people, they take time more seriously. They understand the value of time and respect other people's time. Is that all right? This is like a Wednesday night Bible study, isn't it? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll preach fire next time. They embrace responsibilities. This comes from experience, not age. This comes from experience, not age. How about this one? They take, they take their work seriously. Anybody hear me? Anybody working fast food here? Anybody, anybody here working services? You know, that's probably one of the biggest jobs in the world right now, services. We don't see it as much in the rural areas as they do in urban cities. But in urban cities, it's either services or transportation. That's the two biggest jobs. They take their, they take their work seriously. That means they always put their best effort to get the best result from the job. Talking about maturing. I'm talking about growing spiritually. Now, all of these, you may think this is all physically natural things, but it all, it all has to do with your walk with God. They respect differences. Don't get a lot of amens on that one. They respect differences. I didn't say they agree. I said they respect them. They respect differences. These kind of people are more open-minded. Well, that's a bad word in apostolic churches. Open-minded. Let me say this. The only way you're ever going to change somebody's mind is you're going to have to open their mind. And you'll never open their mind until you open your mind. Open-minded. That's what that means, church. That doesn't mean you're going to believe every wind of doctrine that comes, tosses you to and fro. But until you open your mind, I'm, I'm going to say that one more time because that, that's what, some of my own personal notes. You'll never open somebody else's mind, change somebody else's mind until you open it first. I'm telling, I, I can't tell you how many times I probably have... Uh, beat my head against a wall or a rock, you know, and I've got all the facts, I've got all the truth, I've got all the doctrine, and I'm trying to change somebody's mind, and I never did. You know why? I could never open it. They have mastered, mature people, they have mastered the art of listening. Wow. I'm telling you, I've worked on that one for years. I really have. I still am. But if there's anything that I, I mean, I have embraced and worked hard at, Brother Kevin, it's listening. 
We're still not there yet. They have mastered the art of listening. That means they don't have to be the center of every conversation. They don't have to be the center of every conversation. They can actually listen to others. You'd be, you'd be amazed what you could learn from others. And I'm not just talking about apostolic, one God, tongue-talking people. I'm just talking about having an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. You mean through somebody that's not in church? Yes. You mean through somebody that isn't in this way? Yes. Because I have put myself, I've turned my ear to the Lord. And people have spoke to me and I've heard God for me. I'm not saying they were preaching. They just said something. And then because I was attentive to the Spirit of God, I heard. I hear you, God. I hear you. They think before responding. That's a good one. I like that. They think before responding. What that means is feelings of anger don't overtake the conversation. They would rather win the relationship than the argument. I hope this is all right. I'm talking about growing pains. And I feel them right now. I can see it on people's faces right now. I'll give you a couple more. They focus on self-improvement. Mature people. Mature, not that they've reached maturity, but those that are moving towards maturity and they're growing. They focus on self-improvement. That means they learn to invest in themselves. Invest in yourself, church. Amen. Come to church every time the doors are open. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you're going to mature, you're going to have to do that on your own. Man, there's so many resources out there. There's so many good books, good authors. Amen. Good podcasts. I listen, I listen to everyone here. You think, I just, you think I just want to stay connected because all you guys, because I love all you guys and you're, you're my good buddies? Yes. No, I stay connected because I'm learning. I watch the services because I'm learning. I listen to the Praise Temple Apostolic Church podcast because I'm learning. I st- I'm not there yet, church. They know what patience really means. Ooh. Patience. That means they're not into instant gratification. And their expectations a little bit more realistic. I'm going to move on, church. Growing pains. Second Peter one, and maybe this might maybe this might bring it, put some framework around it around the Word of God. Second Peter one verses five through eight. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Is this ringing a bell now? It's about adding to yourself. It's about investing in yourself. It's about truly listening, amen, for the Spirit of God. He that hath an ear, let him hear. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness. Sound like some of those those things I was just reading about maturing, about growing in God. It's about getting from the place where you're at now to the place where you need to be. 
Verse 7, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, God's got a plan for your life. Amen. He's gone before you. He knows the path that you're going to take because he's laid it before you. Trust him. Be strong and have good courage. Don't be afraid. Amen. Through all the hurts, the pains, and the heartaches. Amen. They're just growing pains. You're growing, church. Somebody say, I'm growing. Somebody say, I'm growing. Hallelujah. Galatians 5 and 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Growing pains. Walk in the spirit. Long after the spirit. Amen. Amen. Draw closer to the spirit. Thirst after the spirit. Hunger after the spirit. Come on, church. I don't know how many more adjectives I can put in there. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We've got the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. There is something about growing in God. There is something about maturing spiritually in the Lord. There is something about walking towards the love of God. Amen. I'm telling you, this will work. This will, amen, make you complete. This will make you a strong Christian. Amen. This will make you a strong whatever you want to be in God. Amen. Romans chapter 7, verses 18 through 20. Amen. The Apostle Paul writes this, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, amen, nothing good dwells there. (laughs) For to will is present, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I would do, I do not. But the evil I would do, that I do. Now, if I do what I will not do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. The reason why I chose this scripture and I go to Romans and Paul's writings because he got to a point where he couldn't put his finger on what was going on in his life. He couldn't quite put his finger. And I've been there before, church. And if you haven't been there, you will get there because you're growing. You're maturing. You're going to get to a point in your life. Things in this world, amen, as turmoil and chaotic as they are. And you're just trying to put your finger on what is going on. Where is this world truly headed? I know where it's headed by the scriptures. But somehow I feel uncertain. There's a stirring on the inside of me. God, which way should I go? Amen. I know I'm going in the right way. But what way should I go? And Paul couldn't put his finger on it. There's some, uh, some things that where I work at. And decisions they make and the direction that they want to go. And, I, and it's like, I don't see it. It's like, I, if, it, if I ran GE, I would have wanted to go this direction. But they wanted to go that direction. I don't know how it is where you work or where you live. Amen. Let's not even get into the state of our, of our nation and our country. Can you put your finger on it? Yeah, we can all say it's sin. And yeah, we can all say it's, it's the spirit of Antichrist. I get all that. But still, you want to put your finger You want to be able to say, God, what's going on? Paul was saying he found found something. Now, I won't get into Romans chapter 8, but I might. 
Because this leads right into Romans chapter 8. But he knew, I've been, I've repented, Lord. I've been washed in the blood. Amen. Sanctified by the Spirit. There was, he's been reconciled to God. He had been redeemed. There was no longer enmity between him and God. But what he found there, when he finally got his finger on it, he said, but there's a war going on right here. Come on. He wasn't at war with God anymore. He was at war with him. He was at war with this, church. And now I'm going to preach a little bit. That's where our battle is. Amen. The war rages up here, and the battlefront is right here. Amen. If you've been washed, you've repented of your sins, been washed in his blood, filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not about you being in war with God. Amen. It's about you being in war with yourself. And Paul put his finger on it, and he called it out. Hallelujah. God, help me grow. Help me grow. Help me not to blame everything on God. Help me not to blame everything on my circumstances. Help me not to blame everything on the world. Help me not to blame everything on my church. Help me not to blame everything on my pastor. Help me not to blame everything on whoever. Amen. But let me know that the battle is raging right here. Amen. The war is right here. Amen. God, help me grow into a spiritual maturity that I can be victorious, that I can be an overcomer. John 16 and 33, Jesus said this, and I don't know if there's an altar call or not, but I'm about to, I'm bringing it down. Is that all right, church? John 16 and 33. Everybody say, I'm an overcomer. Maturity. And learning and walking through those places. Sometimes you'll find yourself walking alone. More times than any. And I'm not saying that the Lord isn't there. And you don't have people that love you. That are surrounding you. But sometimes you feel alone. Come on. That's, that's real. But it's in those times. You're growing. God's given you an opportunity. A door has been opened for you to either go towards him. Or not. He wants us to be an overcomer. As we grow in this thing, and that's what it's, it's, it's going to be. Until the Lord calls us up out of here, we're going to. We, Paul said, I haven't achieved it yet. I haven't attained it. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I press on. I go forward toward the things, amen, towards the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. John 16 and 33 Jesus said, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you should have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want to be an overcomer. Jesus had to overcome it. And if he can overcome it, I can overcome it. Come on, and if I can overcome it, we can overcome it, church. Amen. And we can press on. We can move forward. We can grow in this thing. 1 John 5, verses 4 through 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. Don't take it lightly. Amen. When God places a word in your heart. Amen. Don't take it lightly when faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And it's moving. It's growing in you. It's like a seed that's been planted. And Paul said, he planted, Apollos watereth. God will give the increase. God will give the increase. But whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Let me say our faith. 
You got to keep believing. Don't let your faith, don't let your faith come to naught. Come on. Don't let your faith just, you got to feed that faith. Feed that faith. Just like you got to feed your natural man. Come on, you got to feed that spiritual man. Come on, feed that faith. Feed that faith. Long after God. Call on God. Cry out to God. Worship God. But do something. But don't die. Amen. Faithless. Don't die faithless. Amen. And when I die, I want to die faithful. Come on, church. I want to die so full of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes. He who believes. He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Revelations 3 and 5, and I'm closing. I got one more after this. He that overcometh, everybody say overcometh. The same shall be clothed in white raiment. Come on. We're never going to be an overcomer until we learn how to grow in this thing. Until we learn how to mature in this thing. Until we can quit blaming others for where we're at. Amen. Start to invest in ourselves and say, you know what? I am where I am because of decisions I made, but I'm going to change some things. Today is the day things start to change. Today is the day when I start to, amen, make a new change in my life. Today is the day when I say, God, amen, I'm not going to be fearful anymore. I'm going to trust you. Amen. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be courageous. Amen. And I'm going to look to you. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his Angels, Revelations 3, 21 through 22. To him that overcometh. Let's stand, church. You know, I said, you know, mature people, mature Christians, mature saints, they're not looking for that instant gratification. But I know, I know, Brother Willie, beyond a shadow of a doubt, there is a heaven. And in that place, amen, we're going to be with him forever. If you ask me to try to explain it all, I can't do it. This carnal mind, I cannot comprehend eternity. I cannot comprehend, amen, a, a, a God that created the heavens and the earth, but I believe it. I believe it. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Come on, I want to be an overcomer. But I'm never going to get there until I learn how to grow. Take it day by day, step by step. Trust him. Come on now. Trust the people that God has put in your life. Trust, your, trust the leadership. Trust people that love you. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame. And am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear. Let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. It hurts, church. That's why they're called growing pains. Yeah, it's in every relationship. Come on. Whether husband, wife, mom, dad, children, grandchildren. Amen. Friends, colleagues, brothers, sisters, boyfriend, girlfriend. It's growing pains. But I promise you this. If we learn to grow, if we don't just learn to quit. Come on, church. 
If you want to learn to quit, that's what the world's all about. They're quitting every day. I mean, they can, they can find something new every day. I'll, I'll just quit this and I'll go to something different every day. But God didn't make us, amen, to quit. Learn to grow. Learn to grow. Learn to press. Learn to move. Learn. Learn to hear the voice of God. Amen. Learn to hear the voice of God and how much that he loves you and how much that he's calling you. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise and worship in this house. Isn't he an awesome God? Isn't he an awesome God, church? Amen. I love him tonight. Good word. All praise God. Good word. I, I couldn't help but think how Paul said when I was a child, I understood as a child. I spake as a child. He said, but when I became a man, he said, I put away my childish things. Let me, if I could add one, one thing to that beautiful, beautiful message. It's this. Maturity. Everybody say maturity. maturity. And this is one thing that we all are working towards. Every one of us. I don't care how long you've been in this church or been in any church. If you think you have maturity mastered, you need to study the Bible. Maturity is simply this, accepting responsibility. Show me someone that will neither do responsibility or accept responsibility, and I will show you an immature person. When we become mature, what we do is say this. My problem is with me. Not with anyone else. It's with me. Your spiritual walk is not dependent on, on someone else. It's not dependent on your neighbor. It's not dependent on your pastor. It's you. Amen. And when we accept responsibility for our spiritual walk, Sister Stacy, God can make us what we want to be and we'll never grow up until then. Amen. And that's our work that's cut out for every one of us. Praise God. Beautiful message, Brother Frias. Wonderful word of God. My. I don't know about you, but I feel like.